The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. This is Pastor Joe Sutton uh, coming at you again. Refresh show number four. I'm on a roll, people. <laughs> I want to roll. Uh, you know, today I'm going to continue in that Isaiah 61 vibe. You know, I always like to get get myself back on track with Isaiah 61 to understand that that is the main one of the main reasons why I even do this radio show in the, in the first place is because of the mandate outlay, outlaid in, in uh, Isaiah 61. You know, we, we find ourselves at times uh, there's a sheep without a shepherd. And it's good to make sure you always check in with the shepherd to make sure that the sheep is doing what the shepherd wants them to do. And, uh, and that's, that's my way of, uh, of, of checking in is to go back to the Isaiah 61 and go back to these verses and kind of refresh myself on what it is I need to be doing personally, uh, corporately, and even in my, in my outreach that I do. And outreach is, is what I love. I mean, I love, love reaching out to people. I love going in their environment. You know, I, I just love that. You know what I mean? That just gives me a, a, a thrill. So last week we talked about, you know, he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. And I asked the question, what do you want to do when the weather warms up? And I share with you that I can't wait to get out there and preach good news, you know, uh, to, to the poor. I just can't wait to get out there and get that done. You know what I mean? Because we, as we go through winters, you know, we, we run from our car to our house, our house to our car. We ain't socializing like we normally do. But in the warmer months, we find ourselves outside, you know, washing our car, socializing, saying hi, doing different things. You know, it's like, you know, we, we, we do these things and we, we, we spend more time out there, get to know our neighbors a little bit better. And uh, that, you know, that's there, you know. And so, you know, you could say hi to somebody and spend five minutes talking to them about what went on and uh, and what they're doing and how's the kids and keep going. But then Isaiah goes on to say, he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. And, and and God has sent us to bind up the broken heart. Yeah, some of us may not even know any broken heart. You know, I mean, we can't think of anybody because, you know, they say after five years that uh, most Christians don't know any, you know, non-Christian people to invite to church or do anything with. And they, they circle becomes totally you know, a Christian circle. And uh and that can be understood. I can see how that is. It goes along. But we have to understand that there's some broken hearted people out there. Whether they're Christians or not. You know, I mean we looked at the stats coming out the pandemic 
and we look at the little death toll that pops up on the side. But at the same time, there's other things like depression, suicide that are increasing as people are, you know, kind of locked into a mundane thing at home. You know, you work at home, you stay at home, you know, you don't, you don't go nowhere fresh. You know, you know, there's no, there's no change, you know, in your atmosphere or nothing, you know, so you're just like, you know, going in and out. And, uh, and so those, those people need to be healed. Their hearts have been broken. There's no more joy there. It's it's spilt out. You know what I mean? And how do we, as my, as uh, my buddy, uh, Pastor Fred Edwards preached at our church last Sunday, you know what I mean? You know, where's the joy? You know, how, how do we get that joy? You know, God's calling for that joy. You know, the joy of the Lord is our strength. You know what I mean? Where's the, where's the joy that comes in there? But we're to heal the brokenhearted and uh, heal my heal my uh, iPhone. But uh, you know, but we're to heal the brokenhearted. We're to heal them to go out there. You know, I don't care if it's the young high schooler that had his first love affair breakup. You know what I mean? Or the thirty-year marriage veteran that that had a husband and wife walk out on them. You know what I mean? There's some broken hearts out there. And we hear about them, and we don't know what to do. You know, we say, sorry for your loss. Yeah, you know I mean, I'm trying to come up with a whole other thing to say. Cause I don't be liking that sorry for your loss. Yeah, you know I mean, you know, like, you know, just, I, I just, just, just certain instances, yeah. Sometimes it's like, okay, let's, you can't say that for everything. You know what I mean? Just for every situation. You know what I mean? When somebody, somebody, somebody commits suicide. You know, sorry for your loss. No, we didn't have to be sorry for this loss. You know, where where did the healing of the broken heart come in at? You know what I mean? You know, I heard uh, uh, Dallas DeBeg say this. He said, for what the people are experiencing as a need, the church should be full every week with people asking us for resources. But they don't come to us and ask us for nothing. He said, why is that? He said, well, why, why are they asking us for stuff? Why are they asking us to do things, to do more? Why do they avoid us? Because we made it quite clear that we don't want to be bothered. <laughs> Over the years, we've made it quite clear that we don't want to be bothered. You know what I mean? And though this person may have the potential to, to meet your need or to address your need, you know, you don't, you don't want to put up with the other stuff that they're going to send you through. You don't, you don't want to, you don't want to deal with it. So you end up just avoiding it, you know, because it's like, you know, I mean, if, if, if I'm hungry, yeah, I think I would ask the church first, but it doesn't happen. You know what I mean? You know, if it, if, if I'm in need of prayer, if I'm in need of my mind, is just playing tricks on me. You know what I mean? I, I'm going to go to the church first. You know what I mean? You know, cause you know, but it doesn't happen. And, and and he just crazy on that we made it quite clear over the years that we don't want to be bothered, you know. And then those of us who do want to be bothered have a hard time getting people to believe we want to be bothered. They believe there gotta be something behind it. Some kind of hustle, some kind of scheme or plan. You know, it got it going on there. So we run into those situations. But 
if we're out there healing, you know, not digging our boots into the brokenhearted, not telling them why their heart is broke with 17 theological reasons. Yeah, you know I mean, but if we just heal the brokenhearted, you know, just came in there with the healing balm of Gilead. Yeah, you know, we gave them the oil of joy, a garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness, the oil of uh, gladness of mourning. You know what I mean? If, if we could do that, then we would develop a reputation in this land, in this world, that we're the first place you go to when you got a broken heart. You know, and, I mean, even going through what I've been going through lately with my health and things like that, man, I go like, oh, man. And you go through this process, you know, this grieving process when you reach a certain, try to reach a certain goal and can't get there. And I'm like, man, uh, I, mean, I don't even want to try again, you know. But I know I got to try again because if I can't give up, because, you know, I want, I want, I know, I know I can walk. And I just don't want to just not walk, right? So you go to this thing where you get mad, angry at yourself, angry at others. And then that anger, you know, finally channel that anger into something resourceful that you can use to get to that point. And, you know, and though you know, though I know the cycles I'm going through and can describe them, you know, I still find myself falling into them, you know what I mean, because I'm human, you know what I mean, and, and that's just how it is and, and, and the way it goes, you know what I mean, but, you know, my heart gets broken too, you know what I mean. I mean, I've learned how to reach out and ask for help, you know what I mean, but not everybody knows how to reach out and ask for help, you know, not everybody's going to do that. And so we, we get stuck between, as they say, a rock and a hard place. Because, you know, we say, well, they didn't have, if they had said something, I'd have did something. If they had said something, I'd have prayed for them. You know, cl- closed mouth, don't get fed. You know what I mean? And that's true. But the thing about it is, is that we're supposed to be discerning. Because, see, it is it is Yahweh, God Almighty, who is sending us. And he's not going to send us to heal a person whose heart isn't broken. So we have to ask him. Whose heart needs healing today? Whose heart needs healing? And I, in turn, go and minister to that heart, that person. But if if I don't ask, I can't expect that person, especially if it's being brought, brought on by some, you know, demonic attack or something like that, and their brain is clouded and, and you know, they and they don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, so this is not their first place to turn. You know, so I, I, I'm the one that got to put forth the effort into going to God and then asking God, what do I do? You know, not the other person. You know, that that's just that's how it is. And I think a, a, many times the people that we see suffering in our day are suffering because the church, we, the called out ones, are not doing our job. We're not doing our job. So if we're not doing our job of preaching good news to the poor, being sent to bind up the broken heart, you know, heal them up, get them, get them redressed, get them ready to get back into the, into life, then they can't do it on their own. 
Cause he says, doing good, get, take goodness before he has sent me to find out the broken heart. So that means that God is directing folks to the brokenhearted to go do what they need to do. And he ain't gonna be directing people at themselves. That means he had to come in and get that one a personal challenge himself. Right? That that's just what has to happen. He has to get that one just directions himself. Right? Binding up that broken heart. I talked about last week how learn how to be content in whatever situation that we're in. Right? And being content in that. And and even more so, you got to be content when God sends you to bind up a broken hearted, which is individual, as opposed to preaching the good news to the poor, which may be, you know, you know a mass thing. You know, it'd be more than one. And your ego wants to minister and preach to more than one. and <laughs> Or you only want to preach to one. And God has you preaching to many. Yeah, I mean, then we can allow our our, our attitude to uh, to knock us out of the game, so to speak, because now we can't hear from God because we're carrying an attitude telling Him what we want to do, right? You know, He you know He anoints to send to the to speak to the rich and the poor. He sends those with a broken heart, but then we come back and tell God that you know, no, 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 no. No, I want this anointing, and I want to be sent here, right? And so then that's flat out, that's not being in agreement with him. That's being disobedient to him. And we all know what happens when disobedience comes in to play. You, you, won't, you won't see the power and the blessings of God when disobedience. He said obedience is better than sacrifice. So God requires obedience what requires anything else they look at that that that's the way we honor him is by being obedient so whether he has you preaching to one or whether he has you preaching to hundreds it doesn't really matter as long as you're being obedient to what he's called you to you know you know you know, you know one needs ministry too is that one needs ministry too is it number two hmm anyway they need ministry. You know, one and two. We'll say one and two need ministry. You know, get there and get it going. So, you know, learn how to be content. Learn how to do what you do. And uh, I have a personal lesson in that as we go into the break. And that, and that is this, is that is that uh, when I was younger, I wanted to speak to thousands. Right? I wanted to just speak to thousands. And now that I'm older, I just want to speak to one. <laughs> but I was mad that God wouldn't give me thousands. And if God gave me thousands a day, I'd be mad. You know what I mean? Because I don't really know what's best. And that's in the scenario. I really don't know what's best. I'm only guessing. God knows. And I got to keep myself in that line and that fresh venue with Him. You listen to Isaiah 61, the radio ministry of Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis. I'm Pastor Joe Sutton. And we're going to roll into the break. And then we're going to come back and finish, finish on healing the broken heart.
Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. Mission listeners throughout the Twin Cities are calling the Good News Line. Call in and tell us what Bible teachers and topics have touched your life and why you listen each day. Share your favorite mission memories, and you could hear your voice on air. Yeah, just calling just to say my appreciation. I want you to know that I listen every morning. Thank you for being a great station. Call the Good News Line today at 651-289-4434. Thanks for listening to AM980, The Mission. ride music as <laughs> the cowboys settle in and come into town the head for the saloon you know always had to head for the saloon had to get get had to get refreshed after a long trip and uh and that's what i'm talking about you got to get refreshed after a long trip when you out there and you you get to sharing the gospel i remember one summer i mean i i, I think i preached I almost dropped i was everywhere running around Twin City, St. Paul, and uh, my board chair said, man, you need a break. You need some rest. He said, I'm going to take you up here to Lake of the Woods. And I didn't even know what Lake of the Woods was. I'm a city boy. So so we rent a houseboat. We go up on Lake of the Woods. And, man, I don't want to go home. I'm watching the Royal Borealis at night, the lights in the air. You know, I'm I'm fishing. I'm 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 catching like I'm catching these walleye. And yeah, I didn't know what a walleye was back then. That was my first year. I was like, man, we eating walleye every night and pancakes in the morning. You know what I mean? Just, it was heaven. I'd be so full from the morning. I could I didn't even eat lunch. You know what I mean? I just was sitting out there reading my Bible. You know, praying, you know, on the houseboat, sunning it up. Boy, it was real sunny up there and going back and forth. And, and, and I, man, I, that was, I rested up. I came back ready to, I came back ready to slay everything. Boy, I was ready to, I was ready to go hide at it again during, during the fall season. I, I'll never forget that, that trip. And, you know, and him being older, like almost like a grandfather, you know, it just was in the wisdom that was flowing around the boat. You know what I mean? It was just, it was just, it, it, I, I, I couldn't trade it. It was definitely a life building moment for me that that goes, that goes up there and and, and, I, and gets involved, you know. But uh, you you need them. You need those, those trips of refreshing. You know, you need need to storm in your data bank, so that you can have you have remember it. So the, the Bible says the Holy Ghost will bring all things back to your remembrance, but we got to put something in there for Him to remember. Yeah, I mean, you know, we got we got to do something, and you know, going to work and coming home and and vegetating is just not gonna get it. Yeah, you gotta make an effort sometime to go go camping or you know, do something out of your comfort zone where you know 
that you can have a memory that that memory can come back. I listen to my my sons as they bring up memories of us feeding the fish. That's what I called it. We weren't fishing. We were feeding the fish. They thought that the barber was supposed to go underwater and take off like on TV. Right? So the barber go down. And I'm like, pull it. Well, I ain't going to pull it till it take off. I'm like, take off? You're like seven, eight years old. I'm like, where you get this take off from? You know, watching these cartoons, you know, Tom and Jerry's. I said, oh, no. I like, I said, I was sitting there like, I was like, you got you to gotta catch it. So then that's what I learned. About a dozen worms, cut them into threes, and just shut up. Right? Yeah, take all four of them out there and let them go at it. And Need another worm, Dad. Okay. Need another worm, Dad. Okay. <laughs> Worms gone. Time to go home. Let's go to, let's go to Super American, get an icy in. And they happy. They get some liquid sugar. Oh, they, they happy. Get some liquid sugar. And we go home, man. And we uh we go back and then they talk about the memories now about uh, going out there fishing off the dock or, or we go up you know off the rent a cabin or something and, and they fishing and who actually caught a fish, you know, they still remember my son's little little northern and the four crappies that we all ate that night, but yeah <laughs> it's like, you know, it's just it's just amazing what God will bring back. To remember what you know, what what gets done, and, and and our job, as I tell most young parents, is you just supposed to be memory specialists. You create the memories for them, and I say it'll glue your family together. But if all the memories are sitting in front of my phone, iPad, laptop, you know, cable TV, and we don't share no common memory, you know, it's like it's gonna be over. It's gonna be over quick. And that's what you're going to have happen. Yo, so, it comes to heal a broken heart. You can grow up in the best of homes and still get a broken heart. You can be in the best of relationships and still end up with a broken heart. You know, all it takes is that someone to bring up something that stirs up a memory within you. And and then you you shrivel up and go into power mode. And, uh, and, and so, therefore, you got to go back. And see what you know. What caused this? What made this happen? Where we going? You know, you need somebody to walk you through it, to heal you. I mean, there's been times. I know my children have had their hearts broken because they misunderstood me, right? They, 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 they thought that my rules were designed to stop them from having fun. And then when they get grown, they realize that my rules were designed to uh, keep them safe. And, you know, and so, you know, but they made decisions between the two times or where they either labeled me as an outlaw <laughs> or whatever. And then they realized, you know, I've been holding this against dad all this time. And, and he was just trying to keep me safe. But you don't come to that realization until you have your own. Right. And, you know, and I didn't hold it against them because as a parent, I knew better. So, you know, it, it, it just gets to the point where we have to understand that it, it, there's no setup from being offended. You know, that's how I look at broken hearts being offended. And it, it, and we can get offended off the slightest of things or off the greatest of things. Yeah, I mean, but the thing about it is, is that we have to understand that in this, in this life, in this world, you will get offended. Yeah, I mean, you know, you will get offended. 
And in that offense is how you navigate them and how you do well. Uh, John Revere's book, The Bait of Satan, dealt with offenses and how offenses keep us away from the will of God and have us mad at the man or woman of God. And it really has no foundation, no, no, no background. And so a uh, great book to read, to understand of being offended. But our job is to heal that. Not to bend over backwards and compromise the word of God to heal it, but to heal it with the word of God. It's Isaiah 61, the radio ministry of Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis. I'm Pastor Joe Sutton. Um, coming at you again with show number four. You know, looking to stay healthy and get out there and reach young people and old people this summer with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Join us. Until next week, goodbye.